Mercy and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Based for our message today is the Old Testament lesson. We're going to go over this forgiveness that Joseph offers to his brothers. Well, Harry and James were brothers and they finished their meal and they were told to go play until bedtime, and they did. But being brothers, they started wrestling, they started arguing, and the commotion was coming, and the mom was coming into the room, and James uh, hurt Harry, and Harry was just about to retaliate, and mom walked in and stopped him. And so she talks to both of them, tells them both to apologize to each other and to go to your rooms. Well, she goes and then later to, to check in on them and say the prayers and went to bed. And so she goes to see James and then goes to see Harry. And she could tell that, that James was, that Harry was still really upset. And she said to him, you know, you're going to have to forgive James. And Harry goes, okay. Uh, I can forgive him tonight, but if I don't die before I wake, you better watch out in the morning. <laughs> That's kind of the way it is with forgiveness. It is tough to forgive, is it not? And it's tough to forgive, especially those close to us who have hurt us. That's why I think that this Old Testament lesson is one of the most powerful pictures in all of Scripture. Joseph forgiving his brothers. It is absolutely amazing cause to think what Joseph and so it's important for us to, to take a look, to examine it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to examine um, this passage, and we're going to examine the forgiveness. And how is it that Joseph is able to forgive his brothers? And where is the power for us to forgive others? And so if we go to the text, we, we start out hearing, When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. And you recall what they're referring to, right? The account in Genesis tells us that, that Joseph is, is one of many brothers, but he's the favorite son of his father. His brothers become jealous of him. They, they have thoughts of killing him, but finally sell him into slavery. He ends up in Egypt, and, and through a process of many events, he, he goes from slave to second in power in all the country. And as an administrator within Egypt, he is able to guide them through a drought. And they're the only country in the region that has food. And so this brings Joseph's family back, back out to Egypt. He then reveals himself to them, and then he forgives them. But now things have changed. Notice that their father has died. And so now the brothers are questioning that forgiveness. I think maybe Joseph forgave just simply because our dad was still that they're worried that they aren't forgiven. But I think there's more reasons why they're worried. They're worried because they're still feeling the guilt. Still feeling the shame. Right? They, they know the evil that they had done. They know they're not worthy of Joseph's forgiveness. And I'm wondering if they're thinking about, well, would I be able to forgive Joseph? That they're insecure about that forgiveness. And, and can't we relate? We're, we're by nature insecure, are we not, about the love of other people? And, and so people often talk about um, forgiving yourself, but I'm not sure that's the best terminology. But when we do struggle in receiving the forgiveness that others give us, and that our Lord gives us, and for the very same reasons, we know the evil that we have done. We know how wrong it is. And we know the battle that wages within us, the continued temptation that still exists. 
And so we think of ourselves as not worthy of that forgiveness. And we wonder how, how we can be forgiven. We also know how hard it is to forgive. And we can place that on others as well. And wonder about their forgiveness and wonder even about God's forgiveness. But we'll go back to the text. So they want to send a messenger to Joseph saying, Your father gave the command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin, because they did evil to you. And now, please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph, what? When they spoke to him. What's interesting about this appeal is, these words of Jacob are not recorded anywhere. It seems like in the way they appear in the text, that we're not really sure that Jacob actually said this, or this is the brothers trying to figure out a way to be forgiven. In a way, the brothers haven't changed them, right? They're still plotting. They're still trying to figure things out. They're still trying to figure out the future and, and, and secure their forgiveness. But isn't that what human nature does, right? We plot, we connive, we, we try to set the stage. And people can even try to secure their own forgiveness from God, now, making a deal. Lord, if you do this, I will do that. We plead, we beg. And, and we make promises. But we can't arrange for our forgiveness. We cannot forgive ourselves. We, we cannot do anything to earn forgiveness. So it clearly is a gift. But we continue. So his brothers also came and fell before him and said, and said Behold, we are your servants. Fine. Brothers just humble themselves they got nothing else to say. They have no excuse. They know what they did was evil. They, 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 there's no way to, to couch it. There's no way to frame it. They, 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 they fall before Joseph. And what they are doing is just uh, throwing themselves to the mercy of Joseph. There's no other reason for Joseph to forgive except the mercy that he might have for them. There's nothing in them worthy. And isn't that ultimately what we're called to do before the Lord? To simply lay ourselves before the Lord in His mercy. We can't bargain with God. We can't excuse our sin. We, we can't frame it, put the best obstruction on it, and somehow make it not quite so bad. There's nothing in us that deserves God's love and mercy in and of ourselves. We have no other option but just to throw ourselves at the mercy of the Lord. Because that's where our real hope is. Our hope is found and a God who has revealed himself to be forgiving, to be loving, and to be merciful. And that's really what we do every Sunday as we gather together and we make our confession as we did today. We, we're throwing ourselves at the mercy of the Lord. We're saying we've sinned in thought, word, and deed. There's sin we know, sin we don't know. And, and we're just asking that God would be merciful. And forgive. And Joseph does. Joseph forgives. Moses records it this way. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Joseph forgives them. And he makes clear where this forgiveness comes from. This forgiveness comes from God. He says, Am I in the place of God? He realizes that God is the one who forgives. He's the one that makes judgment. 
We heard in our epistle lesson, Paul talking about the fact that, that we are not to pass judgment. That, that we don't judge from our own selves. It, it's not our place. And it's not our place to withhold forgiveness. Joseph realized it's God's forgiveness, not his. You see, isn't this the problem that Peter has in the gospel lesson? And he comes to the Lord and asks, I forgive seven times. And he thinks he's being generous. If I forgive seven times, then do I really have to forgive again? Isn't he kind of parceling out forgiveness? He says, I, I have this forgiveness, and I know I'm supposed to give, so I can parcel it out in the way that I want. It's my forgiveness to give. Joseph understands. I'm not in the place of God. It's God's forgiveness. Joseph knows the forgiveness of God. Don't you think in all that he went through, being stuck in the well, being in slavery, um, going back to jail, all these things, don't you think there was time for him to contemplate God and his mercy? His own shortcomings, his own shortfalls? Didn't he find in the Lord forgiveness for himself? And that's what he's able to share. And keep in mind that the, that the way Joseph forgives is a beautiful example for us. Notice he doesn't diminish the, the, what they did to him. He says, you meant it for evil. It was evil. He doesn't say, oh, it's okay. He acknowledges it was bad, but he's going to forgive. He's going to move on. And, and he can do this because he trusts God. He trusts God for his forgiveness, that he trusts God's in control. You meant it for evil, God, God meant it for evil. God has brought me to this place so that I can do this thing and, and then save many people. This is what enables Joseph to forgive. Because God is indeed God. That's why Christ came to forgive. He came to give up his life for your sins. To go to the cross and die for your sins. Take the penalty for what you have done. For your failure to forgive. For, for your doubting of God's forgiveness. Christ took that and everything else on the cross and paid the price once and for all. And in his resurrection, he demonstrates that you are truly forgiven. That the sins have been taken away. And he gives that forgiveness to you. And it's my privilege every Sunday to announce that forgiveness. And you receive it each week. This is your forgiveness. God has given it to you. And also keep in mind, as we hear the gospel lesson, he gives it to you to share. That you would also go forward and forgive. He enables you to forgive others. As we realize, it's not ours. It's not ours to parcel out and divide up. It's ours to be gracious with. Just as our Lord is gracious with but we continue one more verse. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. This is what forgiveness really looks like. Right? Uh, we often talk about forgiving and forgetting. Well, that's impossible. We cannot forget. And especially if you've been hurt. There's no way you can forget. Forgiving is letting go of your anger. And keep in mind it's also important for you that you do that. For your own sake, to let go of the anger. That you let go of the anger. That you let go of the right to be mad. You let go of the right to get revenge. That you let go of the right to, to speak poorly to them or about them. It's giving up all those things and moving on and acting in a loving, kind way. And that's what Joseph does. He doesn't say, I forgive you, now get out of the country. He says, I forgive you. And I'll take care of you. I'll provide for you. And I love the way Moses describes it. He comforted them. 
and spoke kindly to them. He treated them with love and with kindness. This is what we are called to do. And, and so keep in mind, forgiveness isn't just a feeling. Forgiveness is an action. We let go, and we turn to one another, and the way we speak to them and about them is with kindness and with love. We give up all those rights to take action, and, and we leave it, leave it to the Lord. And again, this isn't something that we can do on our own. This is something that the Lord brings about. And I think it does help us to think about in these terms that it's not our forgiveness. It's the Lord's forgiveness. This is Joseph. Joseph was able to do it out of faith. We are able to do it out of faith. We are to respond to the forgiveness that God has given. We are to be gracious because the Lord has been gracious to us. But that's why gathering together like today is so important. You can't give what you don't receive. And gathering together hearing that forgiveness, receiving that forgiveness week after week is what equips you and enables you to go forward and share that forgiveness with someone else. There's one more thought about forgiveness that I think is important. Many people struggle to forgive. And sometimes against it so bad that it really becomes difficult. But keep in mind our understanding of God's act of obedience. Jesus kept the law in his and that includes forgiveness, the command to forgive. Jesus has done that for you. He steps in where you fail and does it and then forgives you and then continues to empower you and strengthen you and move forward. No, that because of what Christ has done on the cross, you are forgiven. You are holy. And you will be holy forever because of his will. You are forgiven, your sins are washed away. You belong to the Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all human understanding guide our hearts and minds to true faith, to life and